0: Have you ever considered having another child? One More Child is my story of personal growth and a journey of faith. In this book, I share snippets of my life and the reasons for the choices I made early on in my marriage. That was to limit our family size. However, the Lord had other plans, and eventually we made a decision to have more children And this changed my life forever. I invite you to read One More Child, which is available in print and on Kindle on Amazon. I first heard the term authoritative parenting when I glanced at an article and saw that it fit pretty closely to my parenting style. Friends, it's not easy to parent today because there is a blog, a TV show, or your neighbor, relative, or best friend who knows a better way, right? In this episode, we're going to cut through the fluff and talk about the importance of being the parent in this time when anything goes. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. You've come to the right place. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I'm your host. On the One More Child podcast, we'll talk about our daily struggles, faith, family, children, relationships, and whatever the Lord brings our way. One thing you can be sure of, I will share helpful solutions and encourage you along your journey in life. And best of all, I know without a shadow of a doubt that the truth will set you free this is your personal invitation to join me weekly on the One More Child podcast. Welcome. Hey everyone, my name is Felice Gerwitz and this is an episode of One More Child podcast. You can find the show notes for today's podcast on the website. Look for Authoritative Parenting. This is episode. Uh, Twenty two, I believe it is. Um, so, again, you can find the show notes at one more child I want to thank our sponsor, mediaangels.com. You can visit the website for more information about um, books and uh, classes and things like that. Um, you can find more information about the books One More Child and also A Few Minutes with God on Amazon. Uh, those are two books that I wrote. Um, Also connect with me on social media if you are on Facebook or uh, Instagram all of those places I have accounts uh, we have a great Pinterest uh, page for this podcast as well as others on the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network so again if you visit the website um, you can connect with me we're actually working on a prayer journal hopefully that will be ready in the next uh, few weeks if you are a subscriber you will receive that uh, prayer journal for free so just make sure to sign up at com. You know, I can't imagine parenting a long time ago because when you did, the parent was always the authority and nobody um, pretty much had anything to say with however you parented. And probably most parents uh, were very similar in their parenting style. Kids listen, they didn't talk back. Uh, There wasn't the behavior problems that we have today. You know, parenting takes time, it takes commitment, and it takes backbone, but it also takes heart. Our children are precious, and I believe, on loan to us from the amazing Creator God. Little children tend to look up to their parents and love unconditionally. So what happens when they grow up? I always say that God knew what he was doing when he created teenagers. Don't get me wrong. I loved the teen years, but sometimes I felt like when the time came for them to leave, I'd be the first to help them pack up. When your kids are young, you can't even imagine them growing up and leaving, right? Sometimes you have those thoughts and you're like, oh my gosh, someday they're going to leave. And you kind of have that little bit of a panic, You know, we may have a separation anxiety and our little ones want to be with us, close to us, and that's normal. That's good. But all of our parenting stems around the ability to use our love for our children in a way that is healthy for now and in the future. I've heard friends say things like, It's a good thing that child number one was so easygoing because I probably wouldn't have had child number two. You know, if the child is little and can't hear, okay. But, you know, somebody, sometimes people need to vent, but usually there's a toddler around. Friends, it's best to hold those kinds of thoughts captive and not share them because our kids are sponges. They have ears and eyes everywhere, just like we can't, um, you know, they can't pull a fast one over us. The same goes for us pulling one over them. I was a teacher, and you would not believe the things that kids came to school sharing. Of course, I stopped it as immediately or as soon as I could, but kids knew what was going on in the home, and it's important for us to be as positive as we can with our kids. Sure, the colicky baby is difficult. I get that. But we also have to be in the frame of mind where we have a relationship with God, if you're a Christian, and that does help and sustain us. Being an authoritative parent doesn't mean being overly strict, but it also doesn't mean being a pushover or permissive. Being a parent means following through, and I believe each one of us has an area we need to work on. For me, follow through was always my hardest thing. I was what was called a threatening, repeating parent. Do this now, and if you don't do it, you're going to be in trouble. I said you better do it right now. You are going to get in big, big trouble, I'm going to tell your dad, and on and on it went. If I had given the instruction and gotten up when I gave the instruction and it wasn't being followed, believe me, I wouldn't have had to say it again. I learned fairly quickly that I needed to back my words with action. Sure, it took practice, and sometimes, you know, my little ones needed a lot of practice. My husband always said that kids are gamblers. They gamble, you won't follow through. And I have to say he's right. I didn't always do it right. In fact, my kids are the first to tell me some things that they remember from my parenting. The wonderful thing about our family is that there were five kids two older and three younger, same husband. We've been married um, as of this recording, 40 years. And I remember child number three complaining about my parenting style when child number four and number five quoted some of the things that happened, you know, when... Things were going on. And, I, and that's why I say kids are such sponges. We were all laughing because it was so hilarious because he was, you know, pretending to be his brother and then pretending to be mom and what was sad. And the dialogue was almost perfect. You know, I actually remember some of those situations. And truthfully, I was thankful that the youngest two were around when the third one was complaining because we forget, you know, we tend to remember the good, but our children remember the bad. They're not going to remember all those great times that we snuggled in bed and read books and went on field trips and, you know, ate fun things. No, they're going to remember the one time you lost your control and they were embarrassed or whatever that horrendous thing is. That's what they tend to remember. Yes, they remember the good times too, but they tend to remember the bad times you know, more often. So we have to remind them and we have to remind our kids when we're having fun, that they're appreciative, you know, that they're thankful and just kind of, you know, work them through and remind them. So here are some tips that I believe fit with the authoritative parenting style. First of all, you're not a tyrant, you know, it's not my way or the highway, you're strict, but you're flexible. And this is how things are going to be in our family. So our kids pretty much knew our rules. The second was our kids knew what we expected or wanted them to do. There was no guessing. Bedtime is at eight. We brush our teeth first. We get a drink of water. We say prayers, then off to bed or no snacks between mealtime or before dinner. The third is we heard them when they spoke. I wasn't the best at always listening. My husband excelled at that. So our kids always wanted to talk at night. Well, by the evening, I was wiped out. I couldn't handle another thing because we homeschooled, so I was around my kids 24-7. So he was the one who sat at the edge of their bed at night and visited their rooms and would listen to them talk about the day or whatever they wanted to talk about. And I have heard parents say that that is the best time to have you know heart-to-hearts with your kids. But I would let them... You know, tell me something and listen to them. I do that with my grandkids. My husband, again, excels at that. The grandkids are always telling him something because he'll sit there and listen. But even if we hear them, especially if we're giving them some sort of instruction and we, you know, let them share what they want to say, I usually say, let me finish first and then I'll listen to what you have to say. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to change my mind, especially if this is a discipline. I had one child that always said, you know, he had to argue whatever the point was. And so I said to him, well, when you argue, Did you, you know, did you ever have mom change your mind? And he would say, no, but it should, or you should change your mind. And I would say, but it doesn't, does, you know, and he would say, no, it doesn't. So sometimes reminding him that I wasn't going to change my mind helped. The fourth is our kids know that there are going to be consequences. Maybe I didn't get up right away and do it, but they knew eventually that they were going to be in trouble if whatever I asked them to do didn't get done. Our kids learned Newton's third law. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. In other words, if you mess up, you're going to pay for it in some type of punishment or another, and you're not going to like it. I remember my little one, uh, Michael, he would um, sometimes be very irritating to his siblings, especially when we were trying to do some school, and he was very precocious. I realized... Um, after, you know, a couple of incidences that, you know, he was ready for school much earlier um, than I had expected. But I remember one time putting him in the corners and he looked at me and he goes, Mommy, I like the corner. And I said, really? I said, why do you like the corner? And he said, because I can bring my toys with me. And I kind of looked at him and I said, what toys? You know, there he's standing there, you know, no, no toys in his hands. And he held up his fingers and he kind of wiggled them and he goes, these toys. So there he was in the corner, entertaining himself, playing around with his fingers that were guys or diving or whatever they were doing. And so I thought, all right, that's not going to work for this child. So we have to find something else. And so, you know, I I did realize that this is one that needed to be engaged, that needed to, um, you know, be given some extra things to do, not necessarily as a punishment, but just because, um, you know, he he was going to be having his toys, which are his fingers, right? Um, So that was quite humorous. Sometimes certain consequences don't work for a particular child, and I've shared this in different um, episodes, maybe not on this podcast, but on previous ones that I've done. I have a podcast called Vintage Homeschool Moms and have quite a few episodes over there, but I've shared... That at times, if I didn't know what the discipline should be, I would just say to my children, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to pray about it. And the first time I did that with the two oldest or the oldest one, um, he kind of scoffed at me. And after the discipline came through, which to me was not any major thing, but to him it was, um... He learned that you don't laugh when mom says she's going to pray about it. And I cannot tell you the number of times I've prayed about some sort of discipline. And I feel like the Lord has answered that with the right, you know, an answer that was going to be effective for my children that I may not have thought would be effective. The fifth is we don't say hurtful things. I can't believe I even have to share that, but it's true. We should never have what I call character assassination. It's not worth it. The hate word is not permitted even among siblings. The sixth is we are fair and just, as fair and just as we can possibly be. Now, our kids may not consider us fair and just, um, but we are. And so if they feel that something is unjust, you know, you've heard kids going, well, it's not fair. Then I would ask, what do you consider fair? And it's amazing because they can't really answer that. And if they do, they'll kind of giggle because they know that the answer is not correct. The seventh point is we provide emotional support and love. Our kids need to know they can count on us. You know, I, you see it on television shows or, you know, movies where the dad forgot to go pick up the child or, you know, the mother got caught up in something and forgot to go to the child's game or whatever that is. Sometimes we can't avoid um, missing something that is important to our child, but if we become chronic with those types of things, our kids will be disappointed and believe me, that's what they're going to remember when they're adults. So as much as we possibly can, we need to um, convince our children that they can count on us. The eighth is we need to be consistent. Again, something I struggled with. If you do one thing as a parent, that is not to discipline in anger. If you can do that one thing, you will be so blessed. Your children will be so blessed. You know, sometimes we parents need a time out, and that's why I had to say, you know, to my my son, I need to pray about what this is going to be because I'm so upset at you right now. You can f- verbalize I'm upset with what happened. Um, but just be consistent. Be consistent with, you know, following through. And the and the ninth point is w- around here we don't say I'm sorry. We say will you forgive me? That is something I've Uh, talked about the difference between forgiveness and um, saying you're sorry. I have a podcast, A Few Minutes with God, and I have several episodes about forgiveness that I believe are really helpful. And even if we've messed up, and I have, and I've had to tell my kids, look, I am sorry. I was really upset, and I was out of line, and I shouldn't have been. And so, you know, our kids will learn, they're going to learn from our example. We all do our best, we're not going to get it right. You know, we've got so much on social media and every article and book and magazine and everything else that will tell us how to do it right. We have to do what we're comfortable with, um, as a family, but you know, That's the thing that I noticed, um, you know, when when I will mention, if someone says, how many kids did you have? And I share I had five or my daughter has eight. And they're like, "Whoa, that's way too much. And how do you give them all the attention they need? And I had this discussion with a lady recently. And she was explaining how she spends so much time with her only child and, you know, her youngest. I think she has an older child and, you know, and and all of that. And then she went on to share with me how on weekends the poor child, you know, doesn't have any friends in the neighborhood and always wants somebody to come over and play with them and so forth and so on. And I said... The really nice thing about having a family, you know, a big family, is that there's always someone to play with. You're never bored. There's always something going on. And I said, and our kids, you know, my five kids and my daughter's kids are self-reliant. They're not going to wait around for mommy, you know, to go get them their sippy cup of water or whatever that is, if they're old enough to do it themselves. Uh, my grandkids have been at my house and they'll just pull over a chair if they can't reach the sink. I'll say things like, well, let me help you. And they said, oh, sure, grandma. But they're not going to stand around and whine and complain that they need a drink or they need, you know, whatever that is. If it's a snack, you know, they're going to ask for permission, but um, they'll be resilient and, and, you know, they'll get their own Thing with permission or whatever that is, you know. But the point I'm making here is that having more children or one child, I mean, there's no magic formula, right? But there is an understanding that there isn't any one perfect way or right way. But when you have your children, you need to pray, ask the Lord for help, and just know that you want your kids to have confidence that if you say something, you're going to follow through and that you're going to be there for them. Take care, everyone. Um, And hopefully, um, I'll talk to you soon. But if you want the show notes for today's episode, and there are some other shows on the website as well, you can go to one more child podcast.com. Look for the show authoritative parenting episode 22. Take care and I hope this episode has been beneficial. If you would go to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, whatever app or on the website and give us a star rating and please share this episode with a friend. Drop me a line at Felice at MediaAngels.com if you have a specific question. Thanks so much for joining me. Bye-bye. You are on your way to a life that is focused on joy and hope. Thanks so much for stopping by. Connect with me on social media and visit the podcast page for your show notes at onemorechildpodcast.com. If you have any questions, be sure to write me at Felice at mediaangels.com.